1: What's Your Weird
2: Story?
1: Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. I'm your host, Barry Johnston. With me as always, my co-host, Mr. Adam Beebe. How are you, sir?
0: Hello, Barry. How are you on this bright and shiny day coming from our specific underground locations in Weirdsville.
1: I'm fantastic, man.
0: Do You like my radio voice I love that it. I'm trying out.
1: I love that. It's, it's great. I'm
0: trying to step up our game, at least my game, on the What's your weird story podcast here on the internet radio wherever you are listening to it right now.
1: <laughs> I love it. I get a kick out of those guys, the uh the sports announcers and shit, you know, when I'm watching yeah. a game or something. And you still you still get those guys that are that are you know, they, they do the old hey, you know, they, they do the you know, it's <laughs> oh he's just a bit outside. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. thing, man, it's like God sure. dang.
0: It's you remember what that the, wizard was? Oh the thing? yeah. When they would all have their catchphrases. Yeah. One, the guy yeah. came out, the last one I remember, but yeah. I mean, again, I never really cared much for sports, but yeah. Wizard was always his thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Great. <laughs> it's great. Uh, but man, I, I, got, I got a bone to pick with you, man. Um, oh? you were holding out on me. Um, I just discovered breath uh, today, mm-hmm. which well, yeah. I had no idea existed. And, uh, I think I found a new calling, man. I think I'm, uh, I think I'm gonna just eat the sun from now on.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> I can't share with you every bit of obscure and ridiculous knowledge that I have here in my head. For those who don't know, it's a belief, I guess. Um, it's a philosophy, perhaps. Mm. It's a uh, lifestyle. It's a diet. Um, it's something that originated from kind of the um, yogic practices from some yogi, some guru somewhere. Who knows how far back it goes. Probably couldn't go too far back. But the basic belief of it is that you, as a human being, do not need to eat food. You don't eat meat or fish or fowl or vegetables nothing. or nothing. anything. Yeah. All you need to do... To live is to uh, breathe air yep. and uh, get sunshine. Yeah. Uh, and then that you will sustain life like a plant.
1: Yeah. Who knew? I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's a, a revelation to me. And even one girl, I was listening to her today, because uh, I kind of went down a rabbit hole once I found out what this <laughs> okay. was. And even one girl today was saying that chewing is a, a form of aggression, And, oh, yeah, so which is absolutely uh, just amazing to me um, how people totally lose sight of reality when they're talking Mm -hmm. about this stuff. And uh, Mm -hmm. and if you look into it, obviously, all these people that have survived, there's been a lot of people that have obviously died from doing this. Yeah, every one of them that have survived, turns out they actually eat.
0: Yeah. 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 That's the thing. Um the people that do it, like you said, either die or they um cheat and they eat food. Yeah. Um this, you know, like I said, this probably comes from the source is probably a teacher in India. Yeah. And if you in in India there's all these mystical uh mystics and these um gurus and yogis who practice all these things, and they can, they do these feats so that people will give them money and feed them. And part of the, one of the things that, that I mean, they'll do the stuff where you see them bouncing, you know, or flying. They can yeah. say that they're flying, but they're kind of like bouncing, levitating, yeah. but they're bouncing with their legs and stuff. Um, they'll do stuff like they'll live in caves, or they'll grow their fingernails really long, or they won't cut their hair for years and years and years, or they'll stand on one leg, yeah. or they'll... Do all these kind of tricks that are supposed to be these mystical to show you they have mystical powers? Yeah. But a lot of them also are. I mean, they're human beings, so they have to do stuff like, you know, go to the bathroom, eat food, all this stuff. So I'm my theory is that probably the breath and breatharianism, or at least originally came from somebody basically saying. Well, I, I I'll show you how mystical powerful I am. I don't even have to eat food. Right, right. And then of course, yeah. at nighttime they would eat food. You right. know, so maybe they, oh right. I don't have to eat food during the day, but at yeah. night when nobody's watching yeah. me or whatever, you know, I have to do this. I have to eat. I have to live. And you can go a long time without eating. There used to be uh, shows, uh, hunger artists, where they would be. Um, they were like, you know, part of the sideshows where it would be people who were like, you know, basically super skinny and they would purportedly not eat and they were starving themselves. Right. And of course, you know, they eat a little something you know, after performing or whatever because you can't do that. But they're, you know, and there have been people who have legitimately not eaten for a while. But if you do not eat, what happens is your body starts eating itself.
1: Yeah. um,
0: Yeah. Starvation, uh, man. It starts yeah, it starts yeah. With, it'll start with your fat and then it'll go to your muscle. Yeah. And it'll start consuming your heart because it's a good source of protein and it needs protein to burn. So it'll consume your heart and your heart will break down and you will die. Regardless, you'll die. So, yeah. Um, it's great. Breathe there. Yeah. It's great. yeah so, so there it's you great. go.
1: So many scam artists out there just preying on yeah. dumb people, man. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, you know, beyond that, uh, we are we got some cool shit coming up, man. we got yeah, some we really do. cool things going on, and um, and we're excited for the guests that we've got on today, of course, but what we've also got coming up in the future.
0: And uh, December is going to be a really good month for us. We've got, uh, uh, well, today's guest uh, is uh, my is old friend, Eric, from my uh, Southwestern Oklahoma State University days. And then next week we'll be talking to, the girls from the most excellent podcast, and uh, that is a podcast that is I like to say it's somewhere between my favorite murder and uh, last podcast on the left. That's um, awesome. That's where it lies. So that it's got the humor and it's got uh, the focus on uh, all the stuff that we like. You know, they like true crime, they like cryptids, they like weird shit. All of that stuff, and uh, the two girls in Chicago, and they're going to be our guests uh, for next week. And then following the following week is a really cool guest that we're going to be having. And Barry, why don't you tell them about who that is? Yeah,
1: we've got Dave Schrader coming on, who is the host of uh, Holzer Files uh, on, tra- on the Travel Channel. But mm-hmm. he's got his hands at so many different things. He's he's done yeah. uh, tons of stuff on the radio. He's an author. He's been on a bunch of the Travel Channel um, type uh, ghost shows, you know, ghost adventures, paranormal state. He's just he's a fascinating guy, man. And we were lucky enough to get him. And and we're super, Mm -hmm. super, super excited about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be good. It's going to be a good way to end up this uh, incredibly weird and unusual year. 2020 but uh but we're gonna finish strong so yeah we're gonna we got a couple yeah we're finishing with a bang man yeah that's right that's right you know oh we got some holiday specials too coming up so after that as well that's right so it's gonna be good good way to wind down this year and have fun so yeah so let's get to it and let's talk to eric who like i said is a friend of uh mine and uh our special uh correspondent resident bigfoot expert and voice of the listener, Mr. Jeff Hubbard. And, of course, he, he's also a very good friend of our buddy Sam, the nut-and-bone juggalo king. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. so, yeah. so, Eric, hey, uh, it's good to talk to you, good to catch up with you. What's your weird story?
3: Well, um, among the many stories I have, um, basically I've been a paranormal investigator for the last, I don't know, 25, 30 years, something like that. Off and on, not so serious, but I've accidentally dodged some major like um, paranormal investigations uh, and opportunities to be in in the real like commercialized world of the paranormal. Um, but I'm always like <laughs> five minutes behind and missed it. Um, we got an email, so we we had this the, we had this group back in the day, and, and we paranormal investigated back before it was cool. So I'm kind of the hipster of paranormal investigations because we started doing this back in the 90s before, you know, the big ghost stories came out. Um, Somewhere in 2002, we got this email saying, hey, uh, we're producing a a show called Ghost Hunters. Do you want to come up to New York City and try out for it? And we're like two broke dudes that were bartenders in Albuquerque. And we're like, "Uh, we can't afford the plane tickets, but thanks. Yeah. And then now you know the rest of the ghost store. Right. You know the first ghost hunters show. Right. Well, um, another time, like you know, we were investigating this little Bigfoot um, little <laughs> Bigfoot track in Alfalfa, Oklahoma. So if you look at the map of Oklahoma and you go uh, left a little bit, down a little bit, right there in the middle is there's some alfalfa. In a little bitty town it's not like blinking you miss it. But we knew this dude, he was like, hey man, can y'all come out here and check out my Bigfoot print? I'm like, there's no Bigfoots in Western Oklahoma, but sure, sure, we'll come check it out. And sure as crap, there is this very large print that, if you squint it just right, there was a Bigfoot print. Like, all right, well, Bigfoot print. The woods, There. we're not close to the woods, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. there's creeks, that the tributary all mm-hmm. over the place, there's where the woods are. So... In theory sure maybe the maybe it was on a walkabout or something I don't know but we checked it we're like yeah that really it could be it could be we have no way to prove it we couldn't find any hair um, the hair we did find it was Holstein I mean it was just cow hair you could tell uh, but the guy was he swore up and down that he had seen it well the next week some other team had gotten with him and within the next year he had a professional actual team come out. And do a full investigation, and they got some some hollers, and I think some some rocks were thrown at them, or something. Wow. But just barely missed it, mm-hmm. you know. I, <laughs> so it's been it's been fun. Um, I spent a few years as a uh, as a Wiccan, um, just trying to understand more of the paranormal, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, took some classes at a place down in Lawton, Oklahoma. Curious Goods. Uh, shout out to them. But they still do classes and things. Because I was really, really interested in, you know, astral projection or how magic works or the occult or, Mm -hmm. you know, where's Bigfoot from? You know, all these answers were not there. And, of course, being a man of science, I was always into, you know, the electricity, electronics, computers. And so those hard answers of the computer turns on because electricity runs and all that. So I'm like, well, surely if there's this thousands and thousands of Bigfoot stories, thousands and thousands of ghost stories, thousands and thousands of everything else, aliens, skinwalkers, all of it. Surely there's got to be some evidence somewhere. And so that's where I've been, you know, for the last, you know, 25, 30 years is seeing what I can find. Now, of course, life happens and you don't get to spend that much time doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. We just never did. But, man, it's. The 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 number of experiences that I've had over the years has been enough for me to say I want to keep going and I want to keep checking it out. And what I figured out the big thing is I just ain't sensitive enough. The ghosts don't like me. I don't know what it is. Right, right. But I've been on easily a hundred ghost hunts. Wow. You know, we we worked at every abandoned house between Weatherford and Apache, Oklahoma.
2: Mm. You
3: know, in, in the '90s and early 2000s. Just driving around, completely sober.
2: Mm.
3: Honestly, completely sober. Not just joking.
1: But. <laughs> well, you're I mean, a friend of Sam, so
0: yeah,
3: well, yeah. it is true. It, it, and uh, one of these days, we'll just do an episode of Sam in College. Uh, oh actually,
0: Sam in yeah. College is a whole podcast on its own. I mean, <laughs> if we're if we're going to be completely honest,
3: <laughs> so. <laughs> so but anyways, it's you know it's been an interesting. Life and I've just collected lots of, of different stories from different people. You know, growing up around Apache, of course, I heard a lot of Indian stories. Mm. And I've had friends who are very much sensitive and have very easily seen ghosts. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it is shows sure something we've kind of figured out over the years: is that, and if you listen to the podcast and read the books, some people are more sensitive than others. Right. You know, they're, they're more apt to be psychic, more apt to be you know seeing ghosts and demons and, and the whole thing, shadow people. Um, and, a, and a good friend of mine uh, who passed away uh, the last couple of years, um, his name was Jason, he was very sensitive. Like His his favorite first story was he was six or seven years old, laying on the couch, just day, you know in and out of sleep, and the first ghost experience he ever had, his head just floats up out of nowhere on the side of the couch, mm-hmm. looks at him, says, Almond. And then floats back down. Whoa. Yeah, it was creepy. Whoa. And so he's always had, you know, he always had really good stories about that. And he said really, almond. I never, say that again. Almond. Almond. Like, like the nut. nut. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, you can't make that stuff up. Like you would, if you were making something up. You would make it a little bit better. Right. You, know, you would right. say like peanut. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> I guess that particular ghost in its living. Life uh, was a fan of uh, almond joy over mounds. That's,
3: that's uh, my guess. Because you know, especially when uh, we look at the nineteen thirties, nineteen forties. That's when those really started coming out. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's that's my guess.
1: That's one of my favorite candies <laughs> too. So I get I, it. I get it.
0: Not a fan. Really, uh, I, I love it. I coconut is like um, I like. Yeah, we've I had like that the, discussion. I yeah. like the milk. Right. I like the juice, but right. I don't really the texture. Right. No, it's not even a texture because it's just a flavor. I don't know what it is. The huh. flavor on itself, uh the flavor in candy with candy or just by itself actually is fine. I can eat coconut by itself. Mm-hmm. But with something else. Nothing. No. Huh. no it's kind of, it's like like raisins. I can go to town on some raisins by themselves.
3: Let's see why why do aliens like Reese's pieces?
0: I don't know. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I don't know either. Like,
0: yeah. ET set the yeah. uh, so standard with that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that uh, could have been marketing because time I. I
3: don't know. Well, you know, marketing. <laughs> so, but anyways, um, driving back on the road, the. Uh, so I've been able to experience things through other people mm-hmm. more like they have an experience, like, oh, wow. And so you'll catch the thing out of the corner of your eye. But I don't see it until somebody else is like, "Oh, hey, that just happened!" Holy right. cow! And then you just like it's just enough that you're like, "Did I see something?" Right. And that's why it's so frustrating because some people are sensitive, some people aren't. Yeah, yeah. And so we were out one day, um, out in this big pasture. So my friend Jason had this this huge farm, or his, his grandparents did, and he lived out there. And so he had been saying for weeks man i keep seeing shadow people i keep seeing them and it was we'd already heard about shadow people because the, the local indian tribes around that area were very fond of talking about them mm. um, and they always talk about them in real hushed tones because for yeah. them they're so real and they don't want to they don't want to excite them and and draw them in you know by talking about them they can hear you you mm. know what i'm saying and so but we were out there one evening and the way it's situated is there was the, the tractor shed, which was this just little shed that we worked on, tractors, hence the name. Um, and we're just sitting there smoking cigarettes because we didn't care about cigarettes back then. Mm-hmm. And you're just looking out, and there's this just figure going just from tree to tree uh, on the ground, just walking. And they are like, oh, man, there's somebody down there. Well, why are they on our land? And we, we run down there real fast, and there's nothing down there.
2: Hmm. You know, and this is,
3: we were very familiar with this creek area. Yeah. There was nobody there. And he's like, that's it. That's what we've been seeing this whole time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You just can't, like, and it just, it's so frustrating because you can't prove it. Right. right. And I barely saw it. Like, I, he saw it for a good 30 seconds before I did. And he was like, no, no, it's right there. And I'm just like, ah. And they're like, oh, wait, there it is. And it's gone. Right. It's like maybe a sensitive per- or a non-sensitive person sees them. Oh well, I gotta really disappear or something. I don't yeah.
1: know. Yeah, yeah. I don't
3: know. So, but that's, you know, that's the Apache area. Um, so we hear we hear the stories about the other big one was, was Deer Woman.
2: Yeah,
3: we never did see her. But that's one that.
1: Is that a uh, local local thing?
3: You know, I I did look it up. Um, later on, and especially nowadays with the with the internet, it's not just local Indian tribes, but most major Indian tribes have that that particular spirit.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: and the way it works is, she's a, a deer centaur, basically. Yeah. So you okay. know, from the bottom from the waist down, she's got the body of a deer, and the top of a uh, you know old lady. Um, sometimes old ladies, sometimes young ladies, sometimes she changes in between, but she always has antlers. Okay. And the way it is, is really, really good um, stomp dances or, you know, the high celebrations or whatever they've got going on. It's said that she will take a human form and go dancing. Mm. And then she will find um, uh, a young... A man that is not being faithful to his betrothed. Yeah. And she will lure him out and say, you know, come with me and let's, you know, make out or something. And so he's thinking, hey, this is great. He goes out there and she's like, you shouldn't be unfaithful and then just rip his head off.
2: Yeah. Wow. Which
3: we don't hey. know because we don't find the bodies or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all it's all stories. There's nothing been um, you know, really in the news or, yeah. you know, it's not one of those stories that's real popular but i've i've sat down with with my native american friends down there and i would you know casually say oh well what do y'all you know about Dear woman and they're just joking around and playing around and then i say "Dear woman and they just
1: mm-hmm. and it's really
3: and it's like hey man and this is coming from like 15 year old kid hey man um let's let's not talk about that mm. but i wow. think you get a, a friend of mine um you know to where he wants to talk about it and they'll they'll tell me and one of them told me this story that they were at the bingo parlor in Anadarko and it was late at night and they had you know just gotten done doing the things and I guess they had a big uh, a big dance there or something Uh, but up on one of the ridges they saw her and there was like four or five of them that were all together and they swear up and down that they saw her walking around that that spirit for some reason was there that night wow and they said that's a seeing her is foretelling doom you know our mock yeah. M- man all uh, right right but I looked up and, and this is this is the same in oklahoma as it is in Nebraska as it is in you know some of the other where these where these other tribes are from and so it's really fascinating especially when you're talking to somebody, and you you hear them tell the story because their voice starts shaking.
2: Yeah,
3: you know, like, mm-hmm. I saw it. Yeah, I didn't see it, but I saw it. Yeah, you know, and that's what keeps me going on these stories is like when people tell you that story, you can tell the ones that are being serious, the ones that are just like, oh no, man, I saw you know this manatee half, you know, duck thing. And yeah, you know, no, you didn't. Yeah, you
0: right. I uh, I I've heard of uh, the dear woman, and when, when I heard of her was from uh, one of our uh, uh, class. Well, not our classmate. One of our classmates' little brothers who's passed away, but uh, and Jeff was there when we were. Uh, they were talking about this, and I don't, it just somehow I don't remember exactly how it came up in conversation. But they were talking about how they saw the dear woman. And it was at a a big funeral that they had for an old woman in our hometown who was uh, I don't know I don't remember what uh, Native uh, tribe or nation she was part of, but it was a well known old woman, you know, everybody, grandmotherly, and everybody knew, and so she had a lot of respect, and so there was it was a big funeral, and uh, they when they were when everybody was coming out, uh, there was a woman there that nobody knew. And she had like a long coat on or something to that, like a cloak or something like that. And she was beautiful, but you know, somebody noticed that she did not have feet. She had, you know, the deer hooves. Yeah. And then she was gone. Wow. So and then and everybody, you know, and when he was talking about this, it was real. You could mm-hmm. tell, right? You know. And uh, it's that was the first time I'd ever heard of it, and it was just like, well, I want to know more. And you know, aside from what he just told us, he really didn't he didn't go further much into it. With at least with me there, um, I know he and uh, Jeff might have heard some other stories, so we'll have to get him uh, if he can remember those from. Because uh, again, that was you know twenty five years ago, right? Ago. Yeah, yeah. So you remember, another,
1: that, you remember that guy that told us the Bigfoot story yeah, yeah, when we were yeah. down there at the Bigfoot
0: Festival, man. Yeah. The what about the that, Bigfoot concho. So. Yeah, he was serious, man. Yeah, oh yeah. You, you can tell. You can tell.
3: So. Yeah, and that's it. Like when you start talking to these people and you're getting a story and you're just like you can hear their voice change.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you're
3: not making it up. It's either that they've seen a spirit that has you know, like a tulpa that has given them that form and mm-hmm. is a messing with them, maybe we got a trickster. Or it's the actual spirit of whatever story it is. But they saw something.
2: Yeah. Right. You
3: know, and it's yeah. not like light was just glinting the right way, and then I saw this big, big foot. No, it doesn't work that way.
0: Right.
1: You
3: know.
0: Right. What? Um, did you hear? Did you ever hear any stories of the little people?
3: You don't know, no, actually, and that that kind of surprised me out here because you know that's that's a thing in Indian lore.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: but what we do have. Is werewolves. Oh, really? Yeah, so one of, the, one of the big stories we'd always heard as a kid was that there were werewolves in Lotton, Palma. Okay. Huh. And so a friend of mine and I went down to the Lawton Library and tried for a long time to, to get the original newspaper articles, but we're talking when we were doing this, was in 98, probably. Yeah. Right. And we were going through just boxes of a microfilm. Mm-hmm. You know, like you did in the, the yeah. sitcom days. Microfeeds, so, like, man. You know, yeah, microfee. dude. And, but nowadays, like, you can look it right up, and there's the original newspaper article, 1971. Um, little kid, you know, dealing with a, uh, a werewolf. And then from then on, for about a, I want to say it was about six to eight months, that it was werewolf sightings all over London.
2: Hmm. Wow.
3: And then it just stopped. And it was fascinating. And, wow. and, I've been trying to find like somebody that had actual, you know, been part of that family or whatever back then, but it's it's almost impossible.
1: That's crazy. I've exactly. never heard that. I no, normal. You know, I've never heard that. Yeah, good
3: that's, time. That's oh, wild. Werewolves, werewolves are great. Yeah. Um, one of one of my projects in in my workshop that I want to do is just you know, build some silver bullets. Yeah. So you never, <laughs> know, just, just yeah. in case. Yes. Because then somebody told me the best way to deal with werewolves, and I'd never thought about this before. Use off from chocolate, then they'll get sick to it. The there you go, I chocolate. I was like, "That's beautiful." Right, give them chocolate,
0: <laughs> dude. You know, that's that is a simple solution that I've never heard anybody even talk about. You know,
3: and honestly, it was just yesterday because I was I was mentioning this to my wife, and she was like, "Oh yeah, feed chocolate." That's fine. Like, oh, you're smart, Andy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've discovered something here and to share with the world. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's cool.
3: There you go. So that's uh, that. Um, And then the other one, the the other story I really wanted to share with you guys. And this, I'm sure, Goki at this point, Adam, you'd probably have heard this, but Dead Woman's Crossing.
0: I've heard of it. I have never really heard too much about it.
3: But have you been there? Nobody took you to Dead Woman?
0: I think. But again,
3: but like, here's the thing.
0: I'm like you, but probably more so. I am notoriously ghost blind you yeah. know i don't even get any kind of sensation i don't get any kind of feeling around or in in places that are haunted because yeah. apparently i lived in a haunted apartment and uh had no clue and yeah, so me,
3: same same my wife was like did you feel the bed move no there was somebody i felt like somebody just sat down next to me like oh crap
2: wow <laughs> and
3: there was a that had died in the house that we were in but that's a whole other story wow um so, anyways, Dead Woman's Crossing—it's um, a haunted place just north of Westford. uh... If you look it up on Google Maps, you will find it, and it'll say Dead Woman's Crossing. Like we're known for it, um, and it's a—it's a story I've been, you know, keeping track of for a while because you want to make sure you have the, the best information. But from from what I've seen, other people that have finally found the right research is that there was a lady in the old West days, so late mm-hmm. old West. Um, you know, late the eighteen hundreds probably, and she was traveling. She was a widow, and she had two kids with her, and she was traveling from somewhere to somewhere else. And Weatherford was on the cattle trail. You know, so it was it was well traveled, um, and that's that's why we have like Weatherford, Oklahoma, Weatherford, Texas. Those are the beginnings and endings of cattle trails. Oh, oh, wow. Okay, okay.
0: And I did not know that. Yeah, me
1: neither.
3: I didn't either until I started having problems with like Weatherford, Texas taking all the cool URLs for bar names. Uh, so it was like whatever but so the story goes she was traveling trying to get to a a family member's house you know because she didn't live you know and she had lost her husband and so she had passed through this particular area and then nobody ever heard from her well the family of course reached out to the local uh constabulary, you know, sheriff or whatever it was at the time, and they found the uh, the wagon, didn't find the horses, didn't find the children, just her body without a head. Wow. Um, the end. Like, that was like, it's it's a perfect, you know, ghost story. Yeah. Wow. And it said that she walks the creek looking for her head and her children.
1: Wow. I, I'm looking That's at it cool. on the map here.
3: I've uh, had more than five people say that they've seen a shimmery white figure down there to the point that they ran down there thinking there were other people and like, well, we also have hunters in this area, so you don't want to just run after people, right? you know, making sure they're not ghosts because um, you might wow. get shot. Wow. So it's, it's a little tough, but it's it's one of those fantastic stories around here that people still experience on the regular.
1: That's cool, so, man. Is it, oh, is it out on farmland or something?
3: no it's on a highway like it's it's on the grid of dirt roads okay and there's an actual bridge okay that's out there now and it goes over that creek
1: okay yeah 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 that's i'm i'm seeing i'm seeing it wow yeah that's cool so it used
3: to be of course a much smaller bridge but then the county came in and made it an actual big looking bridge gotcha so you know if you go out there and the moon is just right you can see her walking up and down the creek
1: wow that's cool
3: Uh, Yeah, so many people
0: have seen it. That's cool. Yeah, that's a a big, big legend there in Weatherford that I remember from um, back when I was there, um, you know, the early 90s. Um, And there was a lot. Weatherford's got a lot of weird stuff. And not just Sam, um, but (laughs) (laughs) a lot of weird stuff that happened around there because, like, you know, that's where... um, I, Jeff and I, we saw a UFO, a triangle UFO, uh, a, a few years before that. A friend of mine had seen the exactly described the same way triangle UFO. Uh, uh-huh. He had missing time after seeing that. He and his friends, there was three of them, had missing time
3: after yeah, that. That's I, east of town. So that's yeah, that's yes. the the mounds on the east side of town are known for their lights. Okay. So, yeah that's that's an alien thing it's weird I, I actually forgot about that thanks for for reminding me but they uh, and that's a that's almost bigger than dead woman's as far as the number of people that have seen things
1: Wow have so, you have yeah. you ever seen anything
3: no no aliens out that way
1: okay
3: I I have gone specifically driving around you know get because you, when you're doing the country road circuit you're trying to get to a place, but yep. you can't go straight because of creeks. Yep. And so, we try to get to the right, you know, and then you don't know, is it this mound? Is it this hill over here? Or is it this yep. one over
2: here? Right.
3: Oh, no, it's this one over here. That's what my Aunt Shirley said, or that's my uncle uh, on the other side of the family said this way. Right. You know, and it's about stories and stuff that, you know, what it, what is real and where where exactly is it? Yeah. And so, unless you know somebody that lives, like, right under the hill, and they can say, oh, yeah, we see them all the time. Right. You don't get that. So.
2: Oh, huh. I don't know. That's, and
0: I've heard that there's supposed to be a lot of, uh, like, hauntings there in the cemetery that is on the, uh, I think it's on the north side of town?
3: Yeah, yeah, northwest side of town. Um, so, one of the hauntings, and this goes through Southwestern and Stuart Hall, which is the girls' dormitory. Ah, and yes, I totally yeah, forgot about a story this. Story of Little Rufy.
1: Mm-hmm. Little that's Rufy
3: goes yeah it's a little roofy. okay so back um which southwestern's old like 1900s old like the um the house i got to live in the castle what we, my kids called the castle house but it's the house basically across the street from the teak house and it's this big brown house with turrets and everything
2: mm-hmm. fantastic
3: um but it was like built in 1904 so that's the age we're playing with out here so it's 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 old and so Stewart Hall, which was built I wanna say nineteen oh eight, but I may be wrong. And it said that in the the twenties or the thirties that there was a lady that was one of the caretakers and that she had a child there named Little Boopy. And one night a straggler came through and needed a place to stay, so they let him stay at the girls' dorms, which red flags all over that. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't let stragglers just come through because we have the axe murderers around that day and age.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. but, right.
3: And so you have... Uh, the story goes a bunch of different ways. Either he kills the kid or the kid just comes up missing and then, you know, Mama gets killed too or, you know, there's there's different versions of the story as you hear them. That's one of those stories that you you go to the, the cemetery and you can find... The grave of Little Rufy,
2: mm.
3: a nineteen you know forties nineteen thirties picture of a little child. Wow! Through research and stuff, we have found none of it's true. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, yeah. So that's one of those those great stories that come through. And about every I don't know ten years, the southwestern newspaper will pick up that story again and and show the you know hey this is not actually true. Um, or they'll tell the story, and they're like, oh, it's a ghost story that's true, and then somebody will write in and say, oh, no, they figured that out 10 years ago, so go check this out, go (laughs) check your old uh, (laughs) versions of the newspaper. So
0: That wasn't, because like, if I remember correctly, wasn't there a ghost at one of the girls' dorms? Was that supposed to be? Okay, that's what I thought, yeah.
3: Now, there are other ghost stories uh, from professors that I've known that are much older. I mean, these are old people that they have no reason to to lie or, you know, keep keep a ghost story going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of them, like, just stops and says, no, I've seen her. And there's a, uh, an old lady that walks up and down the stairs at Old Science. And that's that's another one of the original buildings that mm-hmm. was built in, like, 1904. Mm-hmm. Uh, that she walks up and down, and there's a lot of professors have seen her. Wow. So, yeah, and already, like we've got a new building called Stewart, uh, uh, Stafford. It's the Stafford Building, and it's a new building. The first week it was open, a lady had a heart attack and died in the elevator.
2: Whoa.
3: Yeah, and we're talking. This is 2000, like right around 2000. I forget what year that building was was built but it's a a pretty recent and so it already has ghost stories
1: wow wow that's cool
2: yeah
0: Hey man, did I ever tell you about this recent thing that happened to me? I was driving around in the country and it was just after dusk, so there's a little bit of light still coming on out of the sky, but it was mostly dark. I saw this black school bus. I don't think I've ever heard this. Okay, so I saw this black school bus. All the windows were tinted and it started following me for about 15 minutes. Whoa, no. Yeah. What, what did you do? I was at work. I was making deliveries and I just kept making my deliveries and like it would even stop and wait for me Ugh. and <laughs> so this is But it was never close enough to where I could see it or anything, but it was following me, man. Wow. Dang. That's just an example of another really weird story that happened to me and that could have happened to you. You don't have to have a UFO encounter. You don't have to have seen the ghost of your grandmother. You don't have to know what Bigfoot smells like to have had a weird story. Basically, what we're saying is weird covers a lot of ground here on the What's Your Weird Story podcast, and we love hearing all of your stories, whether they're spooky, they're funny, they're bizarre, or they're just short, sweet, and unexplained. Kind of like our podcast.
1: I used to work at a really old school on the East Coast, and uh, it's one of the, like, gosh, I think it's like one of the 15th oldest. It's like in the top 15 oldest schools in the country. And, so, and part of the school was an old uh, Revolutionary War hospital. And so the the janitors would tell me all these crazy stories, man. Just crazy, crazy stories. So <clears throat> I like that. I love the school, the haunted school idea.
3: Yeah. Well, it's fun. Like if you go to if you find a building you think might be haunted or just looks like, Oh, this is old. It's cool. Go find the janitor. Yeah. Because those are the people that have been there. Yeah. Early Mm -hmm. morning, late at night. Yes. They've seen the stuff
1: for sure. Yeah. Yeah. that's one thing they kept telling me. They're like, you know, late at night when they, when they go and lock up, like lights would be on after they'd gone through, turned everything, you know, all this crazy stuff. And, and, uh, and it was it was right next to a graveyard too, which just added to it all, you know. But it's, uh, yeah, those are the people you want to talk to because they got the goods. But you gotta you gotta friend them first, man, or else you know they don't they don't want to yeah. come clean uh, mm-hmm. to, to just anybody, you know. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so those are those are all good. Like, and that's just our local stuff, you know. And I've just been get you know, to talking to people, and, and of course, out around in Weatherford, there's been. You know, people that say, "Hey, yeah, uh, we've got a, a ghost in our house, and and it opens doors and stuff." We call him Elvis, and it's great. Uh, <laughs> so, but you know, it, and it's it's hard to remember exactly which of those houses were where. But some of these houses are so dang old. Yeah. You know, um, we've got there's one house on Broadway that my wife really wants to one day buy, and I'm down because it's old and beautiful and huge. Mm-hmm. Um, on the the day it was open for. Uh, viewing for a, uh, you know, because they were selling it at the time, we went up to the attic in the very, very top. This is like a four-story plus a basement house. And at the very, very top on the wall is signatures from nursing students in the 1940s.
2: Wow.
3: Dang. So these places have been lived in and and people have been around it for so long. Yeah. You know, their energies are are kind of staying around. And the bigger buildings, you know, you hear more stories. Um, you know, one of my theories is the 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 stones that they build this stuff out of. You know, you, you talk about uh, places with limestone. Yeah. That's more, uh, they they seem to trap the spiritual energy more. I guess. Yeah. There's no scientific evidence to back any of this up. You know, depending on what you believe, but. That's, that's what people
1: say. That's so, that's yeah. That was actually a topic that I had brought up because I'd just recently watched, a, it was like a Ghost Adventures for Halloween, that special that they did where they went up to, it was in Rhode Island, and it's this big mansion up there. It's like 50,000, 56,000 square feet, and it's two homes that have been put together. And a part of it was relocated from uh, the Washington, D.C. area, I believe. But it's really like, Very, very haunted. And I'm like, I wonder how that works. Cause like, cause they literally stripped everything down, like brick by brick and then rebuilt it all, you know, Mm -hmm. so I was like, how does that work? Does the things get locked into the stones? You know what I mean? Like they get the, you know, that energy gets locked into the actual physical, you know, part of the building or something.
2: I don't know.
3: I hope that one day we know. I think that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. If, and this is something I've read in uh, numerous books. It's just that limestone specifically and, and other uh, types of stone like that are just, they're really good at storing that memory. You know, right. the, Especially the ghosts that do the same thing over and over again. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's being stored. Um, but you don't have the interaction you get with some of the other
2: spirits.
1: Yeah. So, True.
3: How that works.
1: For sure. You know, I I, I dated a, a girl that was a Wiccan uh, for a while, and she was into doing crystal layouts, you know, mm-hmm. where you lay down and they do the, on your shockers, they put different crystals and stuff on you. I didn't believe in it, you know? And uh, one night she did that uh, to me, and I never felt anything like that. My entire body was just like humming. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. ever done anything like that, but it's like... Oh, yeah. It's, it's bizarre, you know, and, and our roommate who she, she was way into this stuff too. She's like, she's like, I'd been drinking one night and I wanted her to do it. And she's like, I will not do it while you're drunk. And I'm like, why? She's like, because it's, it's not good and you'll get sick. And I'm like, no way, you know, (laughs) but it's true. I mean, it, it really makes you feel like just, it's a weird, like Mm. buzz. I don't know. It's, it's, it's wild, man. Wild.
3: Yeah, These like bumps all inside your body. Yeah, it, it's crazy.
1: Your body um, pulsates. It's like, you know, it's weird, man. It's wow. Yeah,
3: it really. What started off my my love of this stuff is I met uh, in sixth grade. So, my best friend in the whole world died, and he died of mm. cancer. It was mm. terrible, and I was Damn. like, I was just a lost soul, you know. Um, well, I met this this other kid who had just moved to town that year. And his name is Josh, and he, and we became good friends. Well, he got me into Dungeons and Dragons and all this other stuff. That
1: back know, back before oh, now, let's say back before it was cool, and back, back when it was, it was evil. evil,
3: it was very <laughs> dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I couldn't even carry around the, the anything other than a d6. Right, I better have chips on it. Right, or right, or that's, that's just mm-hmm. they're they're casting spells over there. Right. Um. And so, he got me into Dungeons and Dragons, it was fantastic, and I, was, I always played the wizard, because I was like, magic is cool, and he, one day he was like, hey man, um, I got a book, you need to come over. I'm like, okay. So I hopped on my bike and drove across town, and there he was, with this, um, and it was wrapped up in burlap or something to make it extra creepy. And then he pulls out this version of the Necronomicon.
2: Oh, oh dude. wow. Yeah, yeah. And
3: so I don't know if you've seen the, the published version. Yes, I um, have. That it's, it's supposed to be uh, Abdul Alhazred had written this book. And uh, somebody else says that it was originally written by Alistair Crowley and Anton LaVey or uh, some say Edgar Casey, And, you know, so then that just keeps, you know, the actual publishers don't really say. Right. Because yeah. they want it to be mysterious. But it's a great book, and it has lots of um, "quote unquote" spells uh, to, to you know do things, and so that's what we really got us onto the the, the magic and, and whatnot uh, in late junior high, and we also we we got you know our first tarot cards and Ouija boards and all yep. that stuff. But I really didn't get my interest peaked until we were doing this one thing where. You meditate for a solid ten minutes mm-hmm. and use the, the spiritual ball of energy. You visualize it and it touches your toes and works its way up your body until you are in a, uh, you know, a state of you know Zen or whatever you want to call it, a spiritual state. And then you sit with a, a deck of, of tarot cards yep. and you pick out your card. And then it's your card. That's the card that defines you as a person and how that's going to define, define your. Um, your life and all this stuff. I'm like, okay, cool, yeah. I'm going to pull out a card, and it's going to mean something. Okay, cool. So we do this, and I meditate, and I'm like, all right, cool. We took it real seriously, because, you know, what else you got? You got nothing but time. Right. We didn't have the internet. Right. And so I did it, and we sit down, and he's like, okay. And he fans out all the cards, and I pick up the card. It was death. Whoa. I'm like, dun dun dun. Oh, so shit. Like, right side up. So that's the positive version of death, which means change. I'm oh. like,
2: okay. Okay. You know, that's. Cool.
3: But my friend was like, no, 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 no. You can't have a card that that's, you know, that can't be your card. That's way too cool of a card to have. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> let's, do <it> <laughs> yeah. let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's just start over, see if it works in the same way. And so I meditated again. 10 minutes. We set a timer with a stopwatch because we didn't have phones back then with yeah. a fancy timer on it. And do it again and we light some candles to make it extra spooky and it's already getting dark again like all right cool so we're really i'm in the zone this time i can feel the energy or what i thought was energy and so he fans out all the cards and i drew it again
1: wow wow yeah it was cool damn um
3: so that's been my card and change has always been a big big thing i guess in, in my life like every so many years yeah. do something different and magical and i'm a serial hobbyist and you know i think like i'm sitting next to a giant 3d printer with i don't know one two three four five different baby yodas so right. <laughs> you know, i go, go from hobby to hobby to hobby and, and change happens a lot because i get bored sure and so that's what it is it's it's adult add um and those cards predicted that, I that i'd be that way
1: wow, wow.
3: So now so it's really really crazy
1: now, what what uh, what's your relationship with Ouija boards? I mean, have you have you did you do that much? Let's see. <laughs> He's getting up to go look for it.
3: And I know this is a podcast, so you can't see this, but this oh is wow a Ouija board from so, nineteen forty. No shit. Uh, yeah. Wow. So, By Hasbro? Does it say Hasbro on the back? No, so this is Haskellite Manufacturing. Oh wow. Illinois. It's a mystic tray, um, 1943, I think. Wow. Unfortunately, it's not had a very good owner, and I let it get water damage. Um, I I have found them on eBay for fifty bucks here and there.
1: Damn. So,
3: yeah, it, it looks cool. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah, it came out of that spiritualist movement from between the 1800s, where we really started uh, scrying and planchets and right. all that. Um, so it really busted through after the Great Depression, um, and we see this like if you look at the timeline of big spiritualist movements. Yeah, it's after major catastrophes,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and so after World War One, after World War Two, right? Um, the Civil War—that's where it really sure, off. sure, yeah, 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 yeah. The '90s. So you have the '90s where we have all this, you know, uh, you know, all these people are going over to Iraq and dying, and it's just terrible. And so the the Wiccan movement came out of that. Right. Um, The late 70s, you have the counterculture movement.
2: Yep.
1: um,
3: And all of these have a spiritual aspect to it, and that's when Ouija boards and those kind of things come out again. Well, guess what? We're in the year 2020, and it has sucked. But guess what happens now? We have all this spiritualism coming back. Right. You know, which is bigger than they ever were before. Right. Uh, Reiki. Is a huge thing right now,
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, which is you know, it's more of the study of chakras and, uh-huh. and energy and using your energy to heal somebody else and yeah, those things. It's really a lot of that crystal stuff you were talking about earlier, and so it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I can't prove any of it scientifically. Right. Yeah. It right. Really, just frustrates me because, like, you know, we can't prove the Bigfoot's real. Right. But man. Thousands and thousands of people have seen them. Yeah. How, how can you say that that's not real? Right. You know, same as Christians, they believe that, you know, Jesus rose from the dead. Well, that's magic. Right. They believe it. Yep. And so, yeah, it's this belief structure and these, these stories that are out there, it's hard to ignore them and just say, you know, you know, that's just, that's just false.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and it and, could, it could be like you were saying earlier, um... About how it could, that uh, these things are, are tulpas, you know, because people, you know, through their belief, through their will, their desire, have, you know, and thought, have created these things.
3: Yeah, okay. Um, so, and I'll, I'll, I'll up one-up you with that. Look at Slender Man.
1: Yeah, right.
3: Slender Man, it was made up by some girls, and they did it so they could, you know, mess with somebody else. But now you've got people that are actually seeing yes. Slender Man. Yes.
0: Well, I can – okay. So because I've done some research on Slender Man, and we, Slender Man was created. We know where it goes back to. Because yeah. on the internet, this one guy created it for a contest on some board, right? And he just took some picture and he just, you know, sh- you know spread it, made it this guy look – Old, you know, he took, he made a photograph and edited it, or, you know, Photoshopped it or whatever and made it look like an old newspaper clip. And it was about the Slender Man. Yeah. And it just took off. And like you said, those two girls in Wisconsin believed it because it seems like a lot of Slender Man is really big with like middle schools, middle school kids. You know, that's like yeah. where he really gets in. But that's where a lot of these things, you know, that's where a lot of our interest in. Spooky stuff, weird stuff,
3: unusual stuff. In front of the mirror three times. Exactly, dude. Hold
0: hold that thought. Um, (laughs) But like, uh, but you know, like, so they they created this this idea, you know, that they were going, that this was a real thing, that they were going to kill their friend, and then they were Slender Man was going to appear and take him off to live in his house in the woods.
2: Yeah,
0: and you know that's the that's that's. That shows you the power of belief. You know, right. what I mean, it's like, and it doesn't have to be just in Jesus or in uh, Muhammad or in, you know, uh, aliens or whatever. You know, right. it's like you know, healing like, you know, power. People talk about power of prayer. That's the power of belief. That can help somehow. You know, uh, we don't know again scientifically how that helps, but you know, belief and prayer and stuff like that. If the person is open to it it can help them get better if they're sick, you know? Yeah. Uh, but that's also, again, that might just be them willing their mind subconsciously to, you know,
3: yeah, put more. We don't know. Energy that we don't know how to control. Right. Exactly.
2: Right. We're right.
3: like, if we're the, the clairvoyants and those kind of people that can access the Akashic record, you know, how are they able to channel that information? Or somebody that can see auras. Right. You mm-hmm. know, that's that's... I've really been trying, like I'll stare at my hand for a good hour and like, man, I'm glad medical is, is in Oklahoma.
1: (laughs) 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 Me too. Me too. Uh,
3: You know, you try and me being not sensitive, I don't see it. I don't see the the auras. But man, my wife's uh, stepdad, he was very serious with his aura ability. And he was not a spiritual person. He was just, he was an airman. Um, he drove the, the oil trucks, and, you know, he wasn't one to talk about it all the time. But, but he was like, oh, yeah, she's she's mad right now. You can see the, the red.
2: Right. Wow. What?
3: Right. And so it comes from these people that you don't think. Now, it's one thing if they're, like, always talking about aliens or always talking about Bigfoot. Oh, yeah, I see Oros. You're pink right now, man. Right. But it's the people that don't. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. They just say
3: something off the wall, and you're like, holy cow. Right. Well, it's like,
1: I think, I think we, we evolved to have these sensitivities, especially back way back in the day when, you know, we didn't know shit. I mean, we knew, you know, everything that we did was based around our, you know, just living, waking up in the morning and, and, you know, to the sunrise and, and going to bed to the sunset and, and you, you develop this, this you know, ability to see things that may be you know uh, dangerous or
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know it's that it's that extra thing that humans have that ability that um, you know call it intent or whatever that when we think about something we're we're like I look at it like your your you know prayer or um, meditation or whatever it is, you're trying to sometimes manifest something that, you know, it may be just so that you acknowledge something to uh-huh. be a focal point. Yeah. But sometimes that's enough, you know, like, uh, like you were talking about, Adam, um, about healing and stuff. Well, maybe it is just psychological, <clears throat> but maybe it helps get your brain... Focused on that thing to overcome exactly. it, you know, it's like it. That's yeah, the thing that I, the body. Yeah, right sure. and, and, and 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 with science that's hard to um, You know I guess say that it is you know a factual thing, but
3: it's hard to
2: quantize
1: Yeah, yeah. but I think it's like as human beings we know when something is You know working or not um, and I think that like in a lot of ways the modern man is losing that a little bit. We're we're trying to get away from that, but in in so many ways, I think that um, that we we've got to keep that intact. You know, mm-hmm. we in some way, you know, we with with you know the, with the, the UFO thing and the, all the stuff that we're learning about, you know, the government and and their knowing of that and that raises more questions. I think. You know, there's a lot of doors that still need to be opened and understood. Yeah. You know? Well, and
3: I'll, I'll tell you one last story. And this is the one that keeps me in tune with the spirit realm, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, I was married once before. And life sucked. And, and we didn't get along. And, and it was just awful. And I was driving back and forth from Oklahoma City. We were living in corn. We had tiny Bay, and I just couldn't like handle it anymore, and so I was driving home, and I remember this, and I was very much getting away from Christianity. I grew up Methodist, so you yeah. know, like, hey,
1: so did well, we, man, so did we. My my
3: Christians, a lot of them are Methodists, <laughs> right? You know, end up doing other crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I remember I was driving home, and I finally I, I spoke out loud uh, and to my friend that had died in sixth grade. I was like, "You're dead. Maybe you could do something." You know, and I don't remember exactly what I said, but I remember crying about it. Mm-hmm. Like I was this upset, and then you know went on with my day. The next day, I got a call from my friend and said, "Hey, uh, I just found out your wife's cheating on you." Like what? Whoa. Now, was my invoking of the spirit something that helped? move this information to me right I don't know but it was a crazy thing right so you know when when I need something when something is is extra bad I will you know just start talking to the spirits right maybe they can maybe they can help maybe yeah. they can't I don't know sure but when you need some you know some of something yeah all I, all I can say is don't go looking for uh, the The bad spirits, because you'll find them.
2: yeah, from a, yeah.
3: every story I've heard. Um, but you know, all the psychics that I've heard interviews with, a uh, few psychics I've actually met, you know they say that the the spirits of your ancestors follow you around. yeah, man. That's their job or a portion of them does. And that if you call on them in the right way, and every every uh, religion, spiritual journey, spiritual path, they all deal with some sort of spirit. Right. Whether it's lizard men on Mars or, you know, your dead grandmother. Right. They, they talk about that. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things that it just, the stories keep me going mm. and, and I really, I don't know if I'm on the verge of a podcast like every, you know, middle-aged man right now, um, but something, you
2: yeah. know. Yeah. Mm.
3: That's so great. I've got, a, I've got enough experiences and things and, and, I'm still good friends with my friend Josh, who, you know, originally showed me the Necronomicon, and all the craziness afterwards. It's, you know, it, it's something to, to start looking at in, you know, in this, in these uncertain times.
1: Sure, yeah. man. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Absolutely. So
3: just some, some extra something.
1: Right. Right. Well, that's, I mean, and that, and that's the thing too. It's like, it doesn't hurt, you know, anything to, have, mm-hmm. to to have that, to, I find myself doing that as well. You know, even though I, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a religious person by any means, uh, but I do find myself at times, you know, calling mm-hmm. on, you know, something bigger than myself to, I, I ask for clarity or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And it may be just because that's the way I was raised that, yeah. you know, I, I've always had a spiritual sense um, in some way or the other. Um, but it's important, I think, uh, because the world has so many holes and traps. Sometimes it gets a little bit fuzzy and a little bit blurry, and if you're not careful, you can get sucked into it. And so, sometimes mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you ask for a little help, a little guidance, and and uh, and I think that's I think it's great, man. And if dude, if you're thinking about doing a podcast, you should do it. I mean, yeah, seriously, yeah. there's there's no for there's people out there that are interested in this stuff, man. And, and and somebody like you that has spent their whole life basically sort of chasing those ideas, I think that's that's a that's a good thing, man. You know, people want to hear we'll that we'll stuff see too. What
3: happens if, if, uh, if I do? I'm going to
1: invite you guys. Oh, I would go. love to, would love yeah, to. You guys
3: probably have a lot of a lot of great stories.
1: Well, also, uh, it's an open door policy here, dude. So if you want to come back, please, we yeah. we'd love to have you, man. So
3: yeah, anytime. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be that'd be fantastic. I'm I'm excited. Cool. Uh, one of the things I'm working on right now, because I am into 3D printing and and that kind of thing. Um, I've been printing some planchettes for Ouija boards.
2: Okay. Oh, really?
3: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've I've digitized your What's Your Weird podcast uh, logo. Okay. I'm gonna slap it on one. Dude. I'm gonna get your address and I'm gonna send you all three of you uh, one of these. Oh, cool. that'd be
1: amazing, That's man! That's awesome, man! That would be amazing. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Uh, well, so, uh, and, and also too, um, I know Adam's probably got a question here about some stuff, but anything that you want to uh, plug, um, you you're more than welcome to do that. You know, dude,
3: I'm just I'm just a high school teacher. Okay. Um, I really don't have any. You know, I'm not selling anything. Okay. But you know, the day I start selling something and I start pimping it out, you let me know. Okay. And okay. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know, and I'll, Sweet. And I'll come out. Sweet. Sweet. But you know, right now I'm little baby Yoda.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah. We go. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That
2: is yeah. great. Is so, that three? Is that
1: that's three D printed?
2: Yeah. Oh, was, uh,
1: dude. Donk
3: Troy. and like, you three D. That one's also three D printed. Three D printed. It's
1: badass okay. man.
3: And so this one is, this is the 78 Gonk, Right. That's the original toy. Yep.
2: And that's the That is awesome, so man.
3: That's, that's my little bit of a hobby. Um, I would really like to do more in the world of planchettes. I follow some epoxy uh, mold creator people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one chick, uh, Raven Contico on Etsy, and she does her own, or they, they do their own, and um, and they're they so just amazingly beautiful. And so what I want to do is get those and then start producing my own Ouija board. Like, wow. I think that would be, you know, and I can't yeah. be far with this technology around me to be able to print something like that.
1: Sure. You know? That's badass. That's so cool, man. That's cool. We'll see, we'll
3: cool. see what, the, what the future brings. Awesome. Where will the spirits guide me? That's a question. Nice <laughs>
0: All right. Before we go, uh, I asked you to hold that thought, and that thought was about uh, Bloody Mary. So, did you do? Did you try it? Did you see it have any results? And what was your ritual?
2: Okay,
3: absolutely, I tried it. Okay, because why, why not? Right. Um, and I've done it at least five times seriously. You know, you do it and the you're just getting ready and you're just like, oh, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody. Mary. And then, like, nah, eh, it's fun. But when you actually get down, you're like, okay, if it's going to be real, we're going to do this. And that's that's what sets you sets you apart when, you, when you're spellcasting, when you're communing with spirits, when you're going on a, a journey mentally. Like, some people use LSD, and, and they go, you know, some people have the spiritual journey. It's all about mental preparation. Mm-hmm. And the same thing is just, you know, spending 10 minutes to, to meditate or whatever, and then you call upon the spirit. Well, let me tell you, if you're serious enough, you will see that spirit. Oh, wow. And maybe it's a trickster spirit that's not really Bloody Mary. But, I mean, that that's another story that goes back to yeah. a real thing that
2: happened. Sure.
3: So, it's a little creepy. I get yeah. goosebumps, like right now. Just talking <laughs> about it. Just like, I feel like other spirits are saying, hey, uh, maybe you shouldn't do that.
2: Right, right.
3: <laughs> so,
0: uh, What's... What's uh, what's the origin of it that you you, you said you uh, I guess you probably researched it, I would imagine.
3: Oh gosh, I don't remember off the top of my head. Um it's out there, but okay. you know, it's it's one of those that you know, somebody died and it was gruesome and right. you know, after the fact. Yeah, you know, it's like Candyman and right. any of those other urban myths. Yeah. So
0: yeah. how what was your how what was your ceremony? How did the ritual? How did you do it? Because um we it's almost like every person we talk to, it's, it's different. Yeah. Anybody who's tried it or, or heard about it or whatever, it's, it's, some of it's just, you know, a slight variation on what we grew up with hearing compared to other places that, you know, where it's radically different. So
3: I'm curious. Yeah, the, the two big differences i found is you say it three times or you say it five times. Oh, okay. You know, it's, it's either number. I've never seen four but it's yeah. either three or five. Um, some people have told me that, oh yeah, well, you have to write candles. Mm-hmm. Without that energy, you're not going to be able to do it. Okay. Um, another one said, if you have a, uh, a shower curtain, it has to be open. Hmm. Hmm. And then I've also heard that it doesn't matter. And it can be closed. Right. Or you're supposed to have it closed, and then when you say it, then you open up the shower curtain. And that's that's the yeah. one where your friend's supposed to be in there already. Not right. And rah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, there, and that—that's where this, this, these stories have changed over so long. You know, it, it's hard to tell. You know, unless you know the actual history of those right. stories. So, it, it's just fascinating. I think. Yeah. Thinking about that kind of stuff. Now, yeah. I will not, in good conscience, sit down and attempt a real Bloody Mary summoning ever, because. I don't want to accidentally piss off a demon. Yeah. You don't know. No shit. You don't want to to screw with that. Um, You hear stories all the time where, you know, a family is um, plagued by something dark and they have like a, a child or a other family member that's just sick. Yeah. And they can't figure out medically what it is. And then a shaman or somebody that's spiritual comes in and says, oh, my gosh, what's that over your head? Right, right. And they do some things, yeah, and then it starts going away. Right, and so and you hear that a lot. Like I've I've seen that particular story, you know, through the media um, in different areas, and it, and it's always similar, where somebody's sick or whatever. And so so is it these demons kind of coming in and, and settling in, or is it, you know, a, an internal thing? I don't right,
2: know. Right.
3: right. So yeah, man. These, Commons come in and they they smudge or you know the, the Catholic priest comes in and, and burns the incense or whatever. Right. So I still when I'm when I'm out there in my workshop building whatever I'm working on. Um, currently I'm into knife making a little bit.
1: Nice, and, nice. Uh, I
3: love knife. iron is very yeah. earthy. Yeah, you know? dude. But I always uh, I, I keep some nag champa incense out there, and I keep my my area. I don't want to say I bless it, but I. For instance, just
1: Sure. In case it sure. Right. Sure. Right. So that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, hey, we thank we thank you for coming on and yeah, taking man. time and uh, and doing this for us, man. And and uh, and like I said, we'll get you back on if you ever have anything else you want to talk yeah. about.
2: Oh, sure. For sure. Sure. For sure.
3: Yeah, we'll uh, we'll do something. I don't know. I've I've got enough folks that you know have enough weird stories out here that. You know, maybe we can get some of my friends out here my yes. my buddy Josh lives real close. You know, so he's cool. He, him on his own with with our friend Jason had you know tons of experiences, and you know they have they've seen what they think were maybe a werewolf, but it was a ball of fur and wow. some other stuff. It's Just crazy. That's like, cool. I can't get over I can't get over the stories. That's what gets me over and over again with all of this stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. That's why we do it. We love it. Yeah.
3: You know. Yeah. So well, I hope uh, Bigfoot visits you guys for Thanksgiving. Yeah. we do and too. <laughs> we do too. Whatever that, whatever that is, yep. and then uh, so but anyways, I'll uh, I'm gonna get your addresses and stuff, send you some stuff.
1: Cool, that's Ooh. awesome, man. and we we'll, and we'll we'll send you some stuff too, man. Yeah.
3: Meet oh, neat. me, neat, neat. and maybe next time we can uh, get Sam in on this, and yeah, because he's down, I think.
1: Hell yeah, and we can,
3: uh, hang out and. Yeah. Have a, even if we just have a Skype call. Yeah. yeah. That sounds yeah. good.
1: That sounds Maybe good.
3: Maybe get uh, Jeff Hubbard in drag again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the, the people that look good in drag, Jeff looked good in drag.
2: Yeah. Yes,
1: he did. Yeah, dude. Yes, yeah. he did. Total bangable. Yeah.
0: S T O R Y, And that'll take you right there. I mean, you can never
1: own enough clothing.
0: Well, that's true, Barry. There's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on Instagram to ours or Facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors. Man, I tell you, I love hearing all of the, especially, I mean, you know, we grew up in Oklahoma, steeped in the uh, Native American culture where, you know, because that's where the white man sent the Native Americans. Uh, but we were fortunate enough to have that around us, you know, and, and I love hearing about the culture and I love hearing about their stories and so that's w- one of my favorite things that we just talked to Eric shared with us. And I appreciate uh, yeah. that. And it's, it's cool because, I mean, it's such rich, cool, cool stuff, man.
1: Yeah. I think the way that we grew up in a lot of ways, their story is our story because, you know, we were, our ancestors were settling this area uh, um, around the same time that they were being pushed this way. And so it was you know, I know that when we were growing up, we had a lot of friends that were Native Americans, and and we always enjoyed listening to you know, you know their beliefs and things like that. And uh, you know, it's it's a culture that is is steeped in this sort of mystic uh, idea, and um, you know, looking closely at their surroundings and how they fit into the world and um, and the spiritual thing that that. Uh, we're all a part of uh it's all great stuff and uh, it's cool that eric has sort of you know spent his time you know looking into that kind of stuff and um he's open to a lot of a lot of this stuff and he's he's researched a lot of it and uh he's got a cool a really cool background
0: yeah 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 the the investigations and just the his own curiosity yeah um you know and uh it's really cool because you know i mean like i've known eric since you know my freshman year in college way back in 94 you know at southwestern and you know if it's so long that it's kind of like you know we were trying before we went on air you know we're trying to figure out like uh, you know, did we have a class together? Did we, you know, was or was it this or was it that? Do we remember? It's just, you know, y- you don't remember, but you just remember that I've known you for this long. Right. I can't remember how, right? You know, and yeah. it's like, and then all of a sudden, it's like now I have all these extra things, you know, that you've done since then and before that I didn't know about. It's just cool, yeah. you know, catching up with an old friend, but also hearing all this these stories that are, you know, related to what we, right. we we do here. And the common ground being musicals. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. But no, it's cool, man. He's great. And, uh, you know, that's kind of, uh, it's kind of what we do here. We, we, we talk to people, whether they be friends of ours or they're, you know, we don't know them and they quickly become friends. You know, really it's, uh, it's great to have people come on and, and, and talk about this kind of stuff. He's into some cool stuff. He's, you know, he's always doing something. He's, he's a, he's a guy that's always got to have something going on. And, uh, you know, he makes cool 3D uh, moldings and things like that, which we're we're stoked about. We we just got word that uh, he's sending something our way. I'm pretty excited to check it out, man.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely put that up on the uh, – we'll be seeing pictures of those. But he's made um, 3D-printed planchettes with the What's Your Weird Story uh, logo on that. And so he's going to cool. be sending it to us. That I will put on my mantle, and nowhere near any kind of a Ouija board. It will never touch a uh, Ouija board. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good on that. Yeah. But uh, we that is really cool. So we appreciate that, and uh, yeah, Eric. Once again, it's good talking to you. We appreciate that we were able to get you here. And uh, uh, Eric had also told me that uh, just uh, the next day or mere days after talking to us. That he tested positive for uh, positive for for COVID nineteen. Mm. So, but he's fine. He's doing good. He said we don't want this, but he says you know it sucks. But he's doing better good. and everything. And so, um, you know, we wish him a more speedy recovery on that as well. So, just everybody remember: wash your hands, wear a mask, be safe. You know, try not to gather in big groups, especially with strangers. So, you know, cancel all your orgies and all of that kind of things, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, especially your,
1: your th- Thanksgiving orgy. Just cancel it, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, just got to make sacrifices. You got for them, to. For, for everybody. So.
2: Yep. Yep.
0: But, uh, you know, it, and it sucks. You know, what's the holidays without, you know you know, without the holiday orgies? You know, mm-hmm. I mean.
1: Exactly. I usually call the turkey. I'm usually the first for yeah. the turkey. But, uh, yeah. you know, uh, it's what we got to do. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, uh, n- join us next week. We'll talk to uh, Danielle and Gina from the most excellent podcast. And, uh, you know, and then uh, the following week, again, like Barry mentioned, that's going to be Dave Schrader. Um, so, catch up on your uh, Hulzer files and. In the meantime, everybody enjoy. Have a good Thanksgiving. Um, You know, if you uh, would, this is the prime time to sit around the table and get all your family weird stories for us. Whenever you see, you know the uncle or the aunt that's had a couple of glasses of wine too many. Go ahead, that's when you hit. Them. Perfect. You get your family secrets and you get all the weird stories, and you collect them and then you email them to us or you come on the sto- the podcast and share them. That's what I would uh, be doing, but uh, we're, I'm not doing Thanksgiving this year just to be on the safe side i don't want to be traveling or anything like that i'm going to be doing just me and my cats and i've heard all their stories and they're they're cute but they're not that great um (laughs) so so we want to hear yours uh so bring them to us and, and enjoy your thanksgiving if you do if you are here in the united states celebrating thanksgiving if you are uh one of our fans outside of the united states thank you for listening Uh, Enjoy your week and to the next and uh, all the good stuff. Just enjoy life and embrace the weird and the high strangeness that we're here uh, and around and surrounded by all the time. And remember, be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it.